Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, and now I'm living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is Alex Sure, I am also speaking to you in Beijing, but I am proudly representing the Northeast part of China. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. So I want to talk about um, paralanguage or utterances or nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these are overlapping words and terms to indicate, oh, Mm. It could also indicate <laughs> all of those things, yeah, all those things, but not just that. It actually, there's so much more to this. So I had to go and look at a bunch of university websites and learn about this. So first, proxemix. I know that sounds like a made up word. I know and we're sounding super academic, but it, it should be fun. It will be. That fun. means like how far you stand from someone like or like how much space you when you wave your arms <laughs> around. Alex has talked about on this show before uh-huh. while she's recording, she's frantically waving arms around trying to be understood. Let's say. Pa- <laughs> passionately. <laughs> so that is like that is a kind of proximate. It's a kind of uh, nonverbal communication. Mm. And so like how close you put your hand to someone else some people slap each other on the back as a a way to greet or just oh all the time i get people who put their hand on my shoulder (laughs) they're like hey how's it going jason da 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 and that's like a kind of communication what they're i think they're trying to say to me is i'm friendly let's be friends but increasingly in the west it's a no-go you're supposed to not touch other people because like all kinds of uh concerns about Invading per- people's personal space. It's a very, very subjective thing. I am, I am oh, very okay with people who tap me on the shoulder or pat me on the shoulder when they talk to me. But don't keep your hands there. You know, for me, it's like <laughs> some people do that, and it's just a way of them, like you said, showing that they really care and they they want that want this conversation to be something that shows their you know uh, ingenuity. And so they're like pants there for ten seconds. I was like, okay. A little bit too long, but again, Alex, yeah, you, you lived in the UK briefly, right? I visited you went to university for a semester or something or a year. Uh, I did. I did a month of summer uh, school in the UK. Well, I had a, a request from one of our fans, and they wanted uh, us to include a little bit more about not just the United States. I don't have as much experience uh-huh. outside of Asia, so could you tell us a little bit about your experience with proximics? Do people stand close to each other or far from each other in the UK, based on your brief experience? My brief experiences people are pretty far away from each other in the uk and and the funny thing is Mm. um i mean because i was there with a whole bunch of international students and we were with the staff at cambridge university that are very welcoming and very uh friendly we met maybe like a feel of our you know professors or um you know the very very handsome hunters on the you know on campus and the mm-hmm. river doing the little boats thing they call it punting and those people are they're friendly if you ask to take a photo with them they're not going to be like stand 2 feet away from me or something mm-hmm. they'll put mm-hmm. their hands around your shoulder as well just to be friendly um but overall like it's it's kind of the same thing also it's a little more spacious I was only in Cambridge most of the time. Um, London was a different story, but um, mm. but people weren't scared to be close, I would say. There is a famous um, meme that gets shared. It's not really like supposed to be funny as much as it is informative of Keanu Reeves, where he's standing with mm. uh, lovely ladies on either side of him, but he has his hands to himself. Yeah. And th- this is supposed to indicate that, I- at least in America, we've entered into a new period in which it's not appropriate to put our arms around, especially members of the opposite sex. Oh, no. Because... <laughs> Because it might be invading their personal space yeah. or construed as like over overtly sexual. So I'm wondering, because in China, I do see if people get together for a photo, people do put their arms around each other still in the same way that the United States did that in like, I don't know, the 1980s and 90s. Mm. But now now it's increasingly we're moving away from that. Do you see that China is more OK with physical contact or is it moving along the same trajectory? I think young people in China are definitely a lot more 
open with physical contact you know like mm. we would hug even between you know people of opposite sex they would still like if they're really close and they haven't seen each other especially when there are other international people uh present i kind of that's kind of the you know unsaid agreement that we're going to be okay with physical contact so when we say goodbye we'll hug everyone we're not just going to be like oh i'm only going to hug the foreigners i'm not going to hug the chinese in the group we'll hug everybody or like if we're really excited to see someone after a long time we would hug as well but i do i do feel like even for me personally sometimes i'm still not very okay with hugging another chinese mm. um a Chinese guy, even if we're good friends, I would, we would like, I would really, yeah, I might punch him, not, you know, not like in a way, <laughs> not hitting him, but I would like, you know, give him a little tap on the shoulder with my fist, um, rather than like hugging the guy. Cause it's just, I guess, I don't know if, I forgot if we talked about having different personalities when you speak in different languages or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the personality on my Chinese side just doesn't feel like, that's very I, I strange. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I have two humans. Like I two I have two sides. Like I I'm in that movie split. <laughs> like, it's not just proximix. And you know we have so much to talk about with a uh, nonverbal communication, or even some of it is verbal. So for example, in Chinese, you count on your hands, and you actually <laughs> have. So for if as an American, if I want to count to ten, I need two hands. <laughs> I That's was, a true story, right? So I was, yeah. Yeah. But in Chinese and Chinese culture, you can count like one and you can count to 10. I, I was about to do it as though I was showing someone, but um, <laughs> we're on the radio, of course. So uh, you can count to 10 with one hand. So uh, yeah, some of the gestures that are used to count to 10 with one hand mm. uh, look like other gestures in other languages. For example, six. Yes. Six, six can be the phone. Yes. And it can also be like, yo, what's up? How's it going? You know, like, hey loose kind of in the west yeah in the west. west coast yeah because those are the same gestures in different cultures mean different things yeah i was i was reading this prompt yesterday and I, it was just funny i was reading this prompt yesterday and it was like <laughs> thinking about the counting thing mm. this is a very weird mentality i will say in chinese once we go five people are like oh once you go beyond five it starts to be become different but let me ask you this jason mm -hmm. how do you how do you gesture three with your fingers is this the inglorious bastards <laughs> argument because you've seen that movie right quentin tarantino movie they're in a german bar uh -huh. and like the, the way that he holds he speaks fluent he's a spy this american spy he per speaks perfect fluent german but the way he gestures three in the movie other people in the room can tell that he's not in fact a german how would you do it like as a as an American, the three central, the three middle fingers go right. up to indicate three as an American. Right. Yeah. We know people sometimes here in China who put up, who put down their thumb and their forefinger, and leave up the last three fingers. Oh, like the okay to say three, like the okay. Yeah. Like I've seen that. that. I've seen that. And then when I went to the states, and of course I already knew, and I take a lot of joy in teaching people how to say six, seven, eight, nine, ten with just one hand, right? <laughs> and they'll never remember it. The gesture to say nine mm -hmm. is where you put down um, all four fingers, but your forefinger. That's a oh, pun unintended. You know, like <laughs> your index finger stays stays up. In the other four shape. fingers, in yeah, go yeah. into a fist. But then that's that's how that's how some people say seven as well. So it could be a little confusing. Have you heard of that? Like that's seven instead of nine? Well, I mean, right? but you have to stick your thumb and your index finger together to make seven. In most cases, I've seen it. Whereas nine, the fingers are hooked and separated and not actually physically in contact. Yeah, but some people are not very flexible and they can't really hook all their, <laughs> their index, index. Oh, I see what you're saying. Some people's, yeah, finger, finger dexterity. They can't hook it all the way back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, finger dexterity might be different. Because you're talking about some Chinese people versus other Chinese people. Here's another difference between the UK and America. Uh -huh. If you give the bird 
which is to stick your middle finger up yep. <laughs> to to insult another person. In America, that's the one middle finger. And if you want to make it worse, you add a thumb. And some people, well, it's, I don't think it's really done anymore, will add the pinky thumb and middle finger. But that's more like something kids do. <laughs> now, in, in the UK, you don't add the thumb. You would add the index finger and you give a V. <laughs> this is actually really interesting because this happened to Time magazine oh, God. during the Vietnam War where one of the soldiers gave the the peace sign yeah. backwards, but was in, not intending to give the peace sign, wasn't actually intending to say insult to the photographer, if you will. I remember we had uh, British exchange students when I was in high school here in China, um, and they came over, and it was their there was their it was their absolute first time coming to China, their first time knowing things about China and Chinese culture. And so when we're like, oh, we're gonna take a picture, and then when Chinese kids threw up their the the you know the V sign doing mm. being super cute, they were like, oh God, what are you doing? <laughs> and we're like, well, it's different, and they start knowing, and we didn't know what it meant. We were like, why why is there even a reaction mm. to how we put our hands? And when we're taking a photo and they're like, oh, this is what it means. And it's really bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. So haptics, another academic nerd term. <laughs> this is the, So that's more like touching each other on the shoulder. But in greetings, uh, I guess it's more of a tradition. I have a question. Maybe I don't want to jump to a conclusion here. Mm -hmm. In China, 500 years ago or 300 years ago, was shaking hands a thing? Probably not. So, so it was more like putting your hands together and bowing? Or yes. how would you greet people in like the Qing dynasty or something? The Qing dynasty, definitely putting your hands together and bow if you want to mm -hmm. show respect. Mm -hmm. You know, you do a slight bow. You show mm -hmm. respect. It's like, hey, how are you doing? And then the ladies have a, a slightly, had a slightly different way of greeting they usually lower their body a little bit depending on how much higher or how much more uh, uh, senior the person is that you're greeting. Mm. You will go lower depending on that. But there was no there was no touching kind of, you know, greeting. The only way yeah. between girls, I know from watching all of the period, period drama in China about the Qing dynasty in the royal courts, if two concubines are... Um, actually you know friendly with with each other they would do this kind of greeting where uh one person puts out both of their hands palms up and the other person will gently put their palms their hands palms down on top of the other person's palm wow yeah and they do one two three times and while they do it they lower their body a little bit you know they dip a little bit one two three um, that's, that's the, very interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the most physical contact that you will get from like um, the Qing Dynasty. Mm. I think I think the shaking hands started when um, definitely in the twentieth century, if not later. Okay, next one, and I think this is pretty obvious. I only pointed out because I always thought it was strange growing up. Because if you touch someone's bottom, <laughs> that is not. Oh, that's almost never acceptable uh -huh. in any situation just between friends or even brother and sister. But like in baseball. Oh, God. <laughs> they smack each other on the bottom to like say good job or hello. And so I always found that in America, at least <laughs> I always found this peculiar <laughs> because it's I don't watch baseball. <laughs> I'm not sure if this could go on. Air, but I don't really watch baseball that much. But I remember when I watched it, I was like, oh, the, all the baseball players have a very different body shape than I kind of understand, you know. <laughs> okay, so these this is just getting us warmed up. But one thing that I do often in the show is say um, yeah, and uh, uh, so just now. So these are actually communications. They're saying they're suggesting to the person listening. I am thinking for a moment or I am repositioning my articulation so that it makes more sense. Yep. In some avenues of articulation, like public speaking, it is considered something you should not do that you should avoid making these erm um mm, sounds yeah so i i find that really interesting do chinese people use the same sounds in the same way some some sounds are similar and i'm sure we're both thinking about that one word that mm -hmm. we like to say a lot um that sounds like a different word in english that could be offensive um <laughs> okay yeah sure you know what i'm saying but we say uh uh a lot we just don't you know how in in english you would say um or um like you would close your mouth we would just say uh uh the things like that or people would say a lot of people like to say i don't know if you know this chinese word yeah my, my wife actually says runner what, what is it 
<laughs> so it's it's Ron Ho, but Ron Ojer Ho. I think it's a Shandong thing. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know that. Oh. I was like, I don't know that. Um, I don't know what that meant. But um, yeah, like we say Ran Ho as a connecting word. It means, it literally means and then. But a lot of times we use it. There is no, there's mm. no links. There's no logic to the sentence that was, that comes before or after the, the Ran Ho. I, I made my first very uh, close Chinese friend, I don't know, uh, 15 years ago. And one of the things that caught me off guard and it took me hearing them make this sound for a couple of weeks before I was like, what are you saying? Something. And I'm now I, I use it myself. It's a, uh, which means like, yes. <laughs> I, so people will say, do you want to go? Oh and you're like, God. uh, uh, they don't say, we don't use that in English where like someone says, do you want to go? And that you go, uh, I have <laughs> people would be like, is that a yes? Do you want to go? I'm not sure. I actually <laughs> have had a really interesting experience with this word. That's very tone that means positive response in Chinese yeah yeah um I was I was hanging out with this uh, person who's American and then he said uh would you like some water I said mm. like because I was I got really comfortable <laughs> I was really comfortable we're having a good time and I the Chinese side started to come out so when he asked mm. me a question I responded the in the Chinese way so I said he said would you like some water I said uh and then he goes wait so do you want water or not I said, yes, I do. He said, then why did you say, uh? I was like, because I do want water. He's like, what? And then I, later on, I, I, he told me, and then I started to understand, like, most of the time in the United States, if you want to say yes, you say, uh-huh. And I was like, that oh, sounds yeah, like yeah, a question yeah. in China, but okay, <laughs> we get it. And then when you say, when you're like, like, do you like this? You'd be like, oh, uh, no, like, uh, uh-uh, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, yeah. that, that kind of tone that goes down. So when we went, when I first went to Boston, we had a class mm. designed for international students where they teach you all of these little things. There was a class where we were just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh, like, you know, all of these different tones of the similar sound. It was very interesting. I actually have an entire book of strange interjections and utterances at home. It's a blue book with sheep on it. I'm not sure why, mm. but it starts out with the animal noises and how they're different in English from Chinese. I think that would be a lot of fun. Oh, yes. Because I always found it fascinating. So I think for our American listeners, our foreign listeners, I think a lot of them will be very interested in the differences in sounds that an animal makes. Can we just give them a couple examples on the show? Just to Oh, be- let's go through it. Everyone that we can think fun. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you start us out? Because I've, I've got like 20 in my mind. I Okay. Um, I think the most the most different one is how how does a dog go? A little dog. We have two different ones in English: bark and rough. We we're like we also bow wow. That's too. What kind of dog is that? A husky. <laughs> <laughs> bow wow. Bow wow. What, what kind of what kind of dog makes that noise? In Chinese, we say that the dogs go wow wow. Yeah, W A N G Wong. Wow wow. <laughs> Oh, it's obviously rough. Rough winds. Come on. Rough, rough. They don't curl their tongue like that. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Well, this this yeah, episode is right. going to be fun okay. to listen to. Um, How about, how does, I think how does it? Cats are the same, right? Cats are the only similar one. What do they say? Meow, right? Yeah. In Chinese, we say meow, meow. Yeah. So it's basically, the, so, see, we don't have to disagree. We, get, we found peace <laughs> on earth today between nations and peoples. It is the sound that a cat makes. Yes. Cats is the universe ambassador of love <laughs> unless unless you are you are from another culture and then you have a different oh, sorry sound. About that. <laughs> i don't know we don't know some other culture might have a different sound for cats and- interestingly what is the name of a cat in, in mandarin chinese mao yeah exactly meow mao it's like it's meant to be <laughs> see how good it is we're just talking about this with our friend from the uk last night and he said i like i like sometimes how chinese is very descriptive <laughs> okay so let's move on uh Ducks. We say quack, quack, quack. Oh God! I never make sense of those. What did that? Did the quack, ducks quack, 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 quack. They go gaga. Yeah, I, my, I have a lot of kindergarten kids in the past, and they always say they will say gaga, gaga, gaga. And I was like, well, no, they don't say gaga, gaga. They say quack, and then my kids are like, no, Jason. You're yep. Wrong. <laughs> oh, and then on that on that same uh, same trajectory, how does a frog go? I think they say croak in English. Oh, I thought you guys say ribbit. oh, there's rib- they ribbit and croak. I think both Chinese Chinese frogs go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. We got lots of animals. What does a cow say in Mandarin Chinese? Moo. Moo? Really? Okay. Yeah. Or they will say mer. Yeah. But- 
Uh, Singing the same. same. Similar. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it pretty well. We're doing it pretty well. What do horses say? (sighs) Horses say. Okay, we say nay. (laughs) Nay. Nay. Or like nay. Oh, we just, we kind of leave out the consonants. We're just like, (laughs) What about, what about goats? Uh, meh. Yeah, we have. Ba. Sheep say ba. I, ba, ba. I realize that. I understand. It just sounds like Chinese goats or sheep are, are a little more gentle <laughs> with their noise. <laughs> you know, I, I've eaten a lot more um, mutton, I think is the right word, here in yeah. China than I've ever eaten back home. I probably, in one month of living in China, I've eaten more mutton than I ate my entire life in America. <laughs> it is very popular out here. Yeah, because it is. I mean, it's pretty tasty. <laughs> you know what? I don't actually prefer it. I'm, I mean, I used to not be able to tell the difference, but after years between, of between, yeah, uh, between like cow and uh, and and goat, but it's very apparent to me now. Yeah. Okay, that's good. See, that's an acquired skill of living overseas. I don't know how that's going to help you in the rest of your life, but it's something good to have. Okay, so you know when the usually in a movie, it's a lady who's takes a a fork or a a knife and clinks the side of her glass. Uh-huh. Ding, ding, Yes. And we have a version of that for articulations or utterances. Ahem. Yeah. Do you have something like that? <laughs> How do you get attention using is is there an utterance for that in Mandarin or in Chinese? Well, or it's just like ah. We, <laughs> we actually if it's a similar Over here guys. I know. Just slam the table, <laughs> just slap the table really loud. First off, the, the whole party thing that's it's already an, an imported concept. Mm. For us it would be it would be more like a formal dinner kind of thing people sit around a large round table Mm. and people will be talking to each other drinking with each other Mm. if someone needs to propose a toast this person would stand up he would just stand up because people will be sitting down get attention so when you stand up you kind of make yourself stand out automatically and then you would probably say because it's kind of a a nice and lively situation where everybody's chatting Mm. with everybody else and if you want to get people's attention, that's the time you kind of just say that word that I said earlier, kind of drag it out a little longer. And then people be like, oh, OK, 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 you're going to you're going to say something. You're going to say something important. You're going to make a speech. But the the word that sounds like the bad word in English is going to be what's used to get people's attention. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Next one is really, I think I'm assuming is the same, maybe. If you're asking someone to be quieter, do you say shh? We do. We do, actually. And I've learned that, I've come to learn that it's more rude to do that in Western culture than it is in Chinese culture. I mean, I think it's okay Mm. as long as you're not doing it to someone who is uh, maybe more respected. But my grandmother used to tell me, don't say that. Say hush. Oh, that sounds so gentle and lovely. Yeah. So it's H-U-S-H instead of sh, whereas like- You just rearrange the letters. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of. You add an extra H on the front. And so yeah. there's a ton of these in English. I was hoping maybe we could look for equivalents. So I'm going to go through a list. Sure, let's try. All right, I don't only want to choose the ones that are really obvious and not. we're going to skip some of them. What about, aha, <laughs> like I caught you or I understand. Um, We said, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, that's not, if you said that, I think no one would notice that it was not, you know, like people would be like, yes, ah, indeed. <laughs> ah. All right. So we, for crying, we have boo or boohoo. That's I had a conversation with my boyfriend about this. We don't really have a word that's designed to boo people. To like, <laughs> but well, I meant, I meant to cry as in crying boohoo, you know. Oh, um, no, <laughs> no, no. So there's no crying. Just can you hold your finger next to your eye and move <laughs> down. <laughs> just, it's like the same vowel. You just make it make it different mm. tones. Okay. What about if you're trying to sell tell someone like um that was that's obvious or you should know that we say duh. I, I really like <laughs> duh. Um, in Chinese, we would make it into a question. We would say uh. Shema? Mm. Kind of like, what? So seriously, you don't know that? Mm. I don't think we have mm. something that's very mm. close to <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to go through a few more. Maybe you could teach us some that maybe we don't have. Mm. Uh, I'm going to give you an example before we move on. In Korean, this is I was very surprised. <laughs> they have which means kind of like, I'm frustrated. Or, or like, obviously, or like, please don't do that. So, it means a lot of different things. We don't have this in English. So when I learned this utterance in Korean, I was like, uh, my mind opened. You're going to use it to the max. Like, wow, this is something we don't have 
And it doesn't exist here in China. So, I mean, I guess maybe for some young ladies who like Korean soaps, they probably know that sound. Um, We would we would just be like, Ay -ya. you know, kind of say, yeah, 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 there's Chinese one. Yeah, right. Say a yeah, but in a very throaty way, like it doesn't come out just like, Ay -ya. like it's more like a groan, like, you know, a growling. It's not it's not really saying the word. You keep it in the back of your mouth, uh, the back of your throat. You're just like, Ay -ya. Like something like that. You know what I don't really think exists very much in um, mm. English context, but I hear often in China is I have to get close to the mic for this one. <laughs> if, if someone cuts in line or does something yes. inappropriate in public, people don't typically in China chastise that person. They typically let it go. But you will sometimes hear older ladies make that sound. Are you hear China? You hear Alex makes that sound. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'd love doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Alex. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have done something inappropriate in public. Yes. So you need to be. Yeah, it's very passive aggressive. It, it basically it's like how um, I know that some young people like to say in the States, they like to do like something like like. I don't know the TSK TSK TSK. I feel like that's tisk tisk tisk. Yeah, yeah. Like I th that's the literary thing. I think mostly. Yeah, I think that sound. That's probably the similar, the most, the sound that is the closest to the mm. the mm. sound in Chinese. But like, you have to do that with a very nasty face. You have to do that <laughs> with like, you know, complete like eye roll. Well, actually, speaking of eye roll, I think this is really interesting because in English we have one primary eye roll, which is to go up. And over and down with our eyes. Yeah. Whereas I in China, you do have this one, but you also have down and to the side, which we don't really have. So sometimes people will look down and then kind of to the side while slightly tilting their head in China. And it's the same as an up and to the side and down eye roll in in West in, in America. I've always loved the differences because, I mean, I, I call myself the master of the eye roll because I, <laughs> I, I do it in all kinds of ways possible. Wow, Alex, I would have um, never guessed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, next time you see me, I will show oh, wow. you, Jason. Um, no, the, I've always felt like the 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 American eye roll where you go up and you literally roll your eyeballs around your eye and then bring them back to places. That's more like, <laughs> oh, my God, like you're so I can't believe you just did this or how ridiculous is this? It's more of a reaction. The Chinese eye roll, how, however, it's not an eye roll. It's like more of a um, I don't even know, like you just dart to the side and you bring it back, you know. It's very quick and you kind of narrow your eyes first before you give somebody the dirty look. You just move your eyeballs to the side and then you come back. That's more, that's not so much of an action. It's more of like a silent way of saying, look what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> like, check yourself. Like, look what you just did. Seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> so I like how it's a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more aggressive than American eye roll, mm. I would say. Uh, well, actually, speaking of hmm, hmm. So hmm, as in I wonder or like I'm thinking about that. Is that true? Like so sometimes when people say something like, well, did you know that the most rice in the world is grown in, in the say, a country? You go, hmm, that indicates that you want to find out more information and you're, you don't have certitude about the fact that's being thrown out there. Do you use it the same way or something similar? Certainly not the same way, but we would say if you're talking to someone that's of more authority on a topic that you're discussing, then you would say, oh, like, oh, I didn't know that. But you have to do it more genuine because the way I just did it sounded like... You that know. sounded pretty legit to me. Wow. Oh, really? Okay, that's good. Um, But yeah, that's similar. That's close to what you are supposed to do in a situation like that. You would say, oh, really? Like, um, sorry, that's not Chinese. <laughs> I think you're getting confused between your identities, Alex. I know. Oh, what's going on? You would say, oh, jendama? Like, oh, really? Yeah, jendama. So the words instead of sounds in a lot of occasions. Because these, these particular sounds I got from a list that are specific to English, but I'm certain that there are a ton of uh, sounds that exist in Chinese that probably don't exist in English, too. Definitely. Um, I mean, I was just thinking about this one when you're uh, describing if you're getting information or more often when someone gives you someone gives you information or gives you like a message of things, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. if it's something that you have to do or you have to process, but you disagree or you didn't know or you felt like there's something that doesn't add up, then you would make this noise. 
and this noise, I need to get to the close, get close to the microphone as well. He would say. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sorry, could you give me the definition again? Like if someone's saying that, um, for example, let me think of a scenario. If someone's saying, Jason, you would have to finish recording 100 episodes next week. And you don't agree, (laughs) but you also don't want to be very direct with the disagreement Mm. and you want that person to feel like oh this is something that you really never thought of to even begin to process to show him that it's a little ridiculous you would kind of breathe in but very strongly and you leave a little Mm. space between the upper teeth and the lower teeth to make that noise and you just you just you just inhale like Ah, you know, that's like, oh, interesting. But oh, no, I think that might even come from being human, because if you are um, I mean, I'm not sure that it exists in English in the exact same way, but it might come from that. What The reason I speculate that is because if you're going in a discussion with someone and someone says something that you want to add information to, maybe you, especially if you disagree, you're going to breathe in suddenly <gasps> because you're getting ready to make a new articulation. Right. So, yeah. OK, some more sounds. Yeah. Uh, Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) I think this maybe comes from French. I'm just guessing. But it means like uh, fancy, but it can also mean like, oh, so pretty. Or We say, "Eh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that's Dombe. That's not not Eh, Mandarin. (laughs) Well, teach us about Yeah, Eh, Dombe is like, "Eh, like, oh my God, it's so Uh, pretty. You've seen that Chinese lady on Weibo that's gone viral and uh, she talks really, and then she'll like, and like terror and apple into pieces and stuff <laughs> have you seen this not that one i haven't seen that one <laughs> she but... breaks off the top of a bottle of beer so someone's like oh can you open this beer and she's like oh, do, 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 do. and she's, she's speaking in mandarin yeah and then she's hi and she uses her hand <laughs> to break the bottle open <laughs> hey we have very so... independent strong women in china <laughs> what can i say okay so i just mean that hi sound means like i'm guess i'm got a lot of power or something yes and be be afraid <laughs> be afraid okay so another sound then this is more of a word thing than a sound thing but in traditional old english in order for you to say no to something you would say nay mm. and interestingly in korean the word for yes nay. is nay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah so like actually in one language it's yes in the other language it's no, no. yeah there is a cultural like faux pas waiting to probably <laughs> probably oh yeah you're listening to the bridge oh okay so ouch yeah uh, how do you if you cut your hand do you have a sound and articulate an utterance for that yeah yeah <laughs> i'm trying to learn everything everything happens so fast in mandarin chinese like mm. remember the inhale sound that i just described make it really mm. short and 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 powerful and then say the aya word that i said i mentioned 20 minutes ago so yeah it seems like aya or aya can be used for like a lot of things very very versatile depends on the how the tone is and like how fast it's said or how loud depend it could change meaning it's a very versatile world <laughs> actually i want to talk a little bit about something i learned in chinese we you have these well in english when we're learning mandarin i don't know how you guys describe them within your own grammar but it, we have these we call them language particles mm-hmm. for words like Ba and ma yeah. and ah. So I want to talk about ah very quickly. Ah actually doesn't have any meaning. Mm-hmm. Ah means politeness. So you yeah. could say zua ah. And so if you just say zua means sit down. But if you say zua ah, it's like <laughs> kind of like sit down and I'm being kind while I say it. Oh, God. Uh, now I know why. Okay, I have a very, very. <laughs> Go ahead. Please tell. I have a very endearing friend. He's a very important friend to me. And he lived in China for 13 years. And he, if he listen, ever listens to this, he will disagree. <laughs> he is fluent in Chinese, mm-hmm. but the way he uses the particles make things very confusing to Chinese people who <laughs> okay. are not used to hearing foreigners speaking Chinese. Mm. Like the example you just give, 
Yeah. You will probably never hear a Chinese person say that. Yeah, you say, Zhuaisha. I was trying to come up with an example. Yeah. Yeah, we would just say, Zhuaisha, 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 Zhuaisha. Like, if you really want to be polite and you really want to, like, show that you're making sure they feel like they're welcomed, you just repeat the word like a thousand times. <laughs> well, give an example when you would use ah. It's very formal. It's very formal. It's like you use it in poems, like modern poems, and you try to sing praises for someone. Ah is rarely, rarely used nowadays in daily, <laughs> daily conversations. You use it as a question, but not as a particle of a sentence. I'm really trying to think of an example. Okay, we can move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right. So, few. It's in like, pew, that was like uh-huh. a, yes. we got away with something, or that was close, yeah. or it's over. Yeah. Do you have the same sound? We just do a very heavy exhale. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have the word ushing, like that's like, that's disgusting, disgusting, but do you have like a a word we have? Because we have a lot of them. Ick. Yeah. Bleh. bleh. You do. Uh. We are very. (laughs) Ew. I know. You would think with the, with the hundreds of thousands of characters in Chinese, we would have something left for that, but we don't. It's, it's, if something really tasted yucky and disgusting, we just, we just go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, there's a one on this list I disagree with. It says you who, as in like you who or whatever, but I actually think that's not something people say, but we do have woohoo. Like as in yeah, as a cheer. Does that exist in the same way? Um, the cheer is also, I think, a borrowed or, or imported sound that people started saying. Like if we, if you're a team one, or if you're happy about the result of a game you're watching, and then you say yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so in Korean, they actually have a borrowed word fighting mm. for when they're in a stadium chanting for their team to win. They say fighting, fighting, fighting over and over. Yeah. Is there a chant that is a, oh. like we say go in English? Like, I think go is so weak. Like, I we have <laughs> UC Berkeley literally says go bears. That's their slogan. Go bears. See, the thing is, like, you have to add a kind of a, an objective after go. Because you can't, like, when you say go, 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 we kind of have to, doesn't do the same thing as we say in Chinese when we, when we want to cheer someone on or watching a game as like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thousands of fans crying for the victory of the team. We say, Jayo, Jayo, Literally, what does Jayo mean, Alex? Jayo literally means add oil. And, <laughs> and why add oil? <laughs> it's You have to think it's an ancient language. and it, Well, I always assumed it mean, meant like um, add oil is something to do with maybe the lantern or something needs more oil because in the West we have oil lanterns. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really know. I just assumed the etymology. I don't know. I mean, uh, it could be that. It could be uh, later on when uh, motor engines were introduced to China and you want some things to go, you want things to go faster, you have to add more oil into it, more gas into it. <laughs> so so mm, mm, mm. that's what I assumed. Or maybe you, there wasn't enough oil in the noodles. So like add oil. <laughs> <laughs> Make it taste know. better. <laughs> add oil. Well, have you ever added sesame oil to something that didn't already taste good? You probably did fix it. I know. I'm just sesame. Just, this is kind of <laughs> away from the topic. But sesame oil is usually only used for salad in the States, right? People don't really use it. Already. You're right. Yeah, that's true. But like oh, you're missing out on so many. I've things. slowly been switching from olive oil to sesame oil. Oil. I don't know if it's better or worse for me, but I taste so much better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, and talk slightly about like sitting briefly. So, is there a are there particular meanings to the way you sit? So right now there is a trend in the last fifteen years. I want to say I'm not exactly sure mm-hmm. where if you're in a public place, if you're male or female, doesn't matter. Like if you're on the subway or in a restaurant, you should not sit with your legs <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Because this is considered like rude looking and in the subway case, it's like taking up space where someone else can sit. Yes. But I want to know, like in China, yes, it does it have the same content, context? This one, this one we definitely share between two cultures. I'm constantly being reminded by my mom, like to not even like sit like 
it's not about, you know, keeping your legs open or closed or any of that connotation. She just feels like it just looks so ugly <laughs> when a girl. When I, let's not say a girl, when I sit like super relaxed on a chair, for some reason, I developed this habit when I went to when I went to grad school in the in the US. Mm-hmm. I walked into the classroom and we we're all, you know, we all had bigger chairs. It's more like, you know, a proper chair instead of just those wooden classroom chairs. And I was like, oh, I was looking at all of my fellow American students in the in the classroom. They would put their one leg up or both legs up or just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. wrap their leg. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, you could do that in class. And I was like, that looks really comfortable because I like to do that. <laughs> but mom didn't wouldn't let me. And then nobody does that in the Chinese classroom because mm. it's considered, of course, disrespectful to a professor. But I was like, oh, people don't mind that. I started doing that. And the whole time I was in grad school, I was just always... <laughs> Kind of just putting my legs up on a chair. Take that, mom. It's, it's a habit that's really hard to get rid of once you have it. Oh, my God. So now I'm like constantly being, you know, just yelled at by my mom. She's like, put your legs down. <laughs> like I can't. Okay. Yeah. I think. You know, crossing your legs is probably more for comfort versus keeping your legs together. So Mm. and some people's bodies are just a little bit different. So I'm not going to go into that too much. I think it's probably just more human. Um, But I wanted to talk very briefly about photos. So in America, some of the little cutesy things that come from like Japan and China and Korea are becoming a little more popular, like making the scissors around your eye. Yes. You know, the. It's like the the peace sign that is sideways that covers the top and bottom of your eye or like making the bunny rabbit ears or holding up a bunny rabbit behind someone else's head. But what are have you seen other unique ways of using your hands and photographs? (laughs) There is a what we call Kung Fu secret of posing with your hands next to your face that looks cute. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we say there is the one, there's the two, there's the five, there's the ten. You're going to have to, okay, walk us through this. So the one is simple. You put up one, you put up an index finger and you just kind of line it uh, against your your cheek to make your face look smaller, you know? So that's the one. Oh, I know? see. And then the two, like you said, is simple. You do you could do one, two, you could do two twos, you know, on both sides of your face. Um, and then, like you said, you could put it horizontal next to your eye. That's more like, um, you know, like that's more Japanese. Hey, kind of thing. Um, so that's the two. And then there's the five. The five is the same thing. The five, you open your palms and you again cover your cheek because for some reason we're just like, we want to cover our cheeks. Um, I like my cheeks, so I don't cover them. But if you like, <laughs> when people like, they put their hands next to their face, almost like if you put two, it makes you look like a flower in a photo. I like you're looking really, really cheerful. And then there's the 10. The 10 is also very Japanese or Korean. You put your hand into a fist and you just put it next to your literal cheekbone and like, hello, you know, like a little cat, you know, that wow, like a wow. cat paw. <laughs> I've seen the little tiny heart, which is the index finger and thumb. Oh, that's the most popular one right now. <laughs> the, yeah, the little tiny heart and then other actually making hearts with your hands and things. Yeah. But I think this is uh, maybe in America with the younger generations, they're picking up on more of this as they see more international uh, media. Yes. So I think it's starting to become popular. When In my generation, it was smile and maybe put your arm on the shoulder of the person yeah. next to you. That's about yeah. it. You know, there were only a couple of basic ways to do it. But I guess as uh, phone culture has evolved, and people are taking pictures of each other and their friends all the time now. But that all, all these things are taking off. Yeah, and it does give birth to something that's, you know, some moments that are really, really wonderful, I would say. I don't know if you watched that video. Um, I saw it on Instagram. It's the, you know, the it's a boxing match, but one of those like kind of not fake ones, but you have to you have to say like, you know, mean things to each other before you start fighting in the ring. Right? Yeah. And it was two really buff guys, and one of them had a man bun and um he's he's like really buff buffed, really jacked, uh, really jacked. And um, they were like staring at each other, very serious face, you know, like I'm going to, you're going to get whooped in there or something, but they, without saying, so they were just doing that really fierce Mm. staring. And then the guy with a man bun started to move his hand. And then the other guy was like, oh, like, are you, are you going to push me? Are you going to do something? And then the man bun guy reached his hand in his, into his pocket inside of his jacket. And then 
he pulled out his hand and did the the finger heart thing. <laughs> and the other guy just lost it. It was so it was it was a wonderful moment. If you watch that video, like just search that search like boxing match and finger heart. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I love it. Wanted to talk a little bit about volume mm. because this is something that surprised me coming to China. Yes. Because like the volume we're talking about talking at right now, we need to talk for the radio. When if I'm hanging out with my friends, I cert- I talk much quieter. If I'm in the same room with them. Mm. I realized that. Yeah. So like, I think when I came to China, I noticed there was a, especially the older generation, they are much louder in public, but they're, and I thought, oh, are they having a fight? Are they fighting? Oh no. Why are they fighting? They look, you know, th- th- there's no reason to fight. Let's all calm down. And they're just like, ha ha ha, ha my friend, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Whoa, wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We we're filming this news piece for your news a couple years ago. And we had this, this guy who drives the, who's the, like a rickshaw driver in Hohai, mm. you know? And he he's a typical like Beijing daya, like Beijing grandpa. And when you first meet him, he talks just like that. With the you're like, oh my god, there's so much aggression. But then you realize within that sound of aggression, he's like, Do you want to go again? I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll right, I'll go back and right back again. You need another shot, you need another take. I will do it. You know? It's like <laughs> without us even asking, but he was offering. He was like, he's super nice. And once you kind of get to know him, he start like laughing. He starts cracking jokes, but still in that same tone, it really sounds like it sounds really aggressive. I totally agree with you. If you didn't know this, mm. you just came into Beijing kind of blind about this, and you'd be like, oh my god, people are <laughs> so harsh to each other. Yeah, my my wife. The first few times I visited my wife's family, I was like, are they arguing? And I'd be like, Summer, Summer, why are you arguing with your mom and dad? She said, we decided to have noodles. Tomorrow we'll have, tomorrow we're having jowza. And I was like, what? You guys aren't fighting? No, we were talking about what we're having for dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So it's constantly like, rah, 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 rah. but that's just how, like, I guess a lot of families talk. And yeah. It's, you know, which is really strange because I've also heard, and maybe you could shed some light on this that foreigners are considered by Chinese to be very loud in public. So like for, from my perspective, I always thought the exact opposite, opposite was yeah. true. But I hear a lot of Chinese people consider foreigners in public to be overly loud and rambunctious. Could do you know a little bit about the Chinese angle of this? I think there are times when you go to a restaurant or a mall or wherever where there are like expats hanging out with each other. I don't think it's, um, I actually think this this goes both ways. It's not just once someone's being loud, someone's mm. is uh, used to quietness. I feel like people who complain about foreigners being louder than them is probably because when they were having a little bit of alcohol, like a really good time, and they're really mm-hmm. passionate. Are loud. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd like to have heated discussions. The kind of discussions that I see or come across within the expat community, you will you will very rarely come across that in China. Mm. But we will have the same way of communicating if we're kind of telling stories mm. or gossiping, maybe. Um, we don't do like political discussions and we become like super serious and very, you know, argumentative. And people do that in the in, in the States and it's totally normal and acceptable. In China, it's like you would see, again, if it's like a barbecue place, like a, you know, a chore place or a restaurant that is not very formal and people would just completely loosen up. And after a couple of drinks, they would start like saying, mm-hmm. my wife did this. And then the, <laughs> I was like, you can't do this. And then my wife was like, you stop it. And I just stopped it, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, so it's, I guess people are passionate about different things. So like when they're, when people are going to kind of a nice dinner um, or, or they want to just sit at a coffee shop or something. And then they're, are people that are more comfortable like experts that are more comfortable with that setting they would let go a little bit more they will loosen up a little bit more so i think i think it totally goes both ways mm. another topic unrelated is like uh, there's two parts to this so come here <laughs> so in america you typically have your hand pointed up and a, and your palm towards yourself and yeah. waving your fingers as though to come when i arrived in china <laughs> one of the first things i was told is don't do that it's sexually suggestive yes so it's like oh okay we guess we won't and they say in china you 
turn your hand, your fingers pointed yeah. down, which is you do not do this in America. This is I've never seen this except in China. You do the same thing where you, your fingers signal like wave towards yourself yeah. to indicate come here. And also secondarily, yeah. taxis. So if you put your hand out and wave, it can in China mean taxi like in America, but most people will put their hand out and fingers down and then wave towards themselves to indicate, please oh. taxi, pull over here. I always don't remember how to call a taxi in, in the States. It's more like you whistle and you wave your hand out. Now, I have seen that also in China, but you also see the hand down with fingers waving towards yourself, which you don't see in the U.S. Actually, I have stories about that. I used to bicycle a lot in Beijing for years and years and years. Mm. One of my favorite personal pranks is when I'm riding along and I see someone like <laughs> wa- waving, I'll smile and wave back and say, hey! <laughs> like as though they're waving at me you have no idea the confused faces i would get like they, they don't know how to react they're like what? no no oh, no no they're, they're, they'll start shaking or their head will start shaking and they'll look perplexed like they're of trying to they say that's not what i'm saying or like yeah. who are you it's great <laughs> i okay i have a i i have a story to share as well of sure. like come over here and this happened between a, an italian friend and his chinese boss mm. he so in in italy Basically, if you put your if you reach your arm out and then you put your palm down and then you move your fingers, it means go away. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go away. And so I think there was some confusion. I can't remember who did what in that situation, but they did. The Chinese boss did something for the person to think she wanted him to come here. And so. Uh, whereas the Chinese boss was kind of trying to do the Italian thing to tell him to go away. <laughs> and so he ended up being in the room when the Chinese boss was on kind of a confidential phone call. <laughs> and when the Chinese boss finished the phone call, hung up the phone, turned around, and the boss was like, why are you here? Like, he was like, you told me to come. He's like, she's like, no, I told you to go. Away. I was using your language. I was using your language. <laughs> exactly. This is when this is when being like, you know, culturally aware kind of goes wrong. If you're like too sensitive about it. That's a funny, that was a funny moment. No, like business secrets were, were leaked. But I think this is the last one I want to throw out there. And this is something I, I don't, I, I think maybe being adopted here because of movie influence, perhaps. Mm. But in the West, crossing your fingers tightly together means yeah. good luck and also means I hope so. And I increasingly seeing that here, do you think, does it mean the same thing? Because it can also mean 10. Yes, I was about <laughs> to say, that's also how some people say 10. Um, And I don't know why that's the case but if you put your middle finger over your index finger you you put these fingers up that means 10 definitely if i would say if it's people that you're hanging out with they probably have had some western influence they've watched tv shows in the west and it's like oh you know i actually like that there are things like this that i personally like as well because i can't think of similar concepts or similar gestures i could do to just be like oh i hope it doesn't go wrong i hope it good things happen it also has another meaning if you ha- cross your fingers behind you where the other person oh, cannot see that means it means i'm lying yeah i oh i oh god i don't know why i just got goosebumps because that's so bad. <laughs> um I, I i remember i remember either reading that or watching that i was like but that's more i think that has a more religious meaning like you're kind of like messing to to god or whatever i'm not sure is that what it is i i actually never heard that i always just saw it in movies myself as an american growing up watching tv now I would see that they would put their fingers behind them and cross them. And that meant I eventually learned that that just meant, oh, I'm not actually telling the truth or whatever. Yeah, because who would you be doing that to? Who are you trying to, to, to make see that you're doing that just to butt the unseeable person that you believe oh, yeah. you believe in? I thought that that's what it was. Good point, Alex. Right? Good point. But another thing that I'd like that I it's adopted as well for me um, is knocking on wood. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I like that. I don't see that. And I would do it some people yeah it's not as popular yet but i just personally like that it's like ooh, i said something um because you know like people say don't jinx it or, or chinese people like to just keep it quiet until yeah, they're 100 yeah. percent sure that it's there yet but if you already said it you don't want to jinx it with your words just knock on wood and be like thank you for joining us on the bridge we are a show <laughs> that connects east and west always lovely to talk with you alex likewise jason